Breathing Space Fade and Frontier contains adult language and situations including alcohol use and romantic relationships. This episode contains depictions of a large-scale disaster and the effects thereof. Additional sensory contact warnings can be found in the show notes. I ain't got no home to go to, I ain't got nothing to sell, but my stars will never leave me, even when I'm sold to hell. I was born under a blue sky, and I'll die out in the black, when I'm gone, don't no one mourn me, cause my debts will drag me Twenty-two hours we were on air, and it's still going. Here, Fel, drink this. Take a shower. We'll get some sleep and get back to it in a few hours. I didn't even think to ask. Are we safe out here? Is there something we should be doing for ourselves? We're okay. The bad stuff's dissipated after the belt, and Saturn is way off angle for the hot zone. Hell, according to what I'm hearing, the worst they're seeing on Jupiter is a comms traffic jam and blackouts. Lucky Jovian bastards. Okay. Good. Right. Let's get going. The sooner we recoup, the sooner we can report the fucking news again. No, I didn't think it was. Hello, Gemma? Hey-ish. I can't believe you got a call through. It took some doing. Just wanted to check in, make sure you were all okay over there. Ah, we're fine. You know, all things considered. Power out in your sector, too? For a couple hours now, yeah. I can feel air from the vents, though, so I know 8-Vac is still running. Same here. I'm glad I managed to convince my dad to buy a backup power cell last year. He called me paranoid, but guess who's charging his terminal off it now? And then uh, Val showed up a little while ago. I think she could smell the electricity from next door. Who's that on the phone? What? I said, who's that? It's Gemma. Is everything okay? She says power's out over there, too. Give me that. No, wait, what? No, you've got your own! Gemma, are you okay? We're fine, Val. Just sitting around in the dark. Yeah, it's the whole city. All these comms problems caused it. Why would power need the comms? The reactors themselves are hardwired, but reactor control is routed through Blue Line via the satnet. And since everybody and their dog is trying to call out right now but can't, they're effectively jamming the spectrum. 
so the whole system is on minimum power until somebody establishes local control. My mom is in the truck right now, headed to the polar reactor. Few more hours at least. Then I bet we get power back. Oh, good. It sucks, Jess, to go out there like that. My dad's stranded at the port right now. He is? Then who's there with you and Eddie? Just us for the moment. Ish, do you hear this? Yeah, we can't have that. Right, Gemma, we're coming to get you and Eddie. You two can hunker down with us. You two don't need to do that, we're fine. Nonsense. Times like these, we group up and look after each other. That's the deal, remember? Hi, Captain. We can be at your door in 20 minutes. You've uh, still got your suit on hand, right? Go ahead and get it on. Shouldn't need it, but, you know. Nope, good idea. What about your brother? Dad hasn't gotten around to getting him a suit yet. I've, uh, I've got an e-bubble we can bring. As a precaution, you know. Ideally, we get you two over here, we all drink some tea, eat some of my dad's excellent guisa de puerco, and it's basically another slumber pie. Does sound better than sitting around in the dark. After what we've been through, this is basically a snow day by comparison. Snow day? Ah, something my gran used to say. The weather would make people cancel school back on Terra, and everyone would get a free day off. Sounds like that would suck. I like school. <laughs> Nerd. Shut up, Val. Enough flirting, Solar Scouts. We're headed your way. Get ready, we'll see you in 20. Hi, Captain. I wish you'd both pack that in. We'll stop when you stop taking charge of every situation. Which you won't. Natural-born leader, this one is. <sighs> okay, I'm gonna get suited up and wrangle Eddie. See you soon. Stay safe, please. You too. Okay, Hotshot, time to get up. What? Are we okay? What happened? It's fine. We're fine. We got news to report. What? The storm. All the levels are coming back down. We're hours, maybe days from normal, but we're over the damn hump. Yes, that's good. I should get back on then. Let people know. That's what I was thinking. Finally, some good fucking news to tell people. Do we... do we go back home after this? Couldn't if we wanted to. Too many ships and places are all shot to hell. After this story is the one where everybody has to pick up the blasted pieces. I brought you lunch. What? I brought you lunch. What? Lunch! I can't hear you. No shit, you can't. So I'm just going to yell at you until you decide to shut the- Hang on. Let me shut the hatch. Sorry, Himiko. It gets a bit loud in there with the hatch open. What were you saying? I brought you lunch. Oh, uh, thanks. Just leave it there. I'll just finish working on it. No. What? No, I'm not going to leave it there. No, I'm not going to leave it anywhere. I'm going to give it to you and stand here while you eat it. Luna, I don't have time. The CO2 scrubber's back online, but the oxygen compressor's only working at 27% capacity and- No. Luna, if I don't get back You've to- been working through four shifts straight. And have you gotten more than three hours of consecutive sleep since the storm? I've gotten sleep. It's been three days. Kirsty, you can't keep this pace up. I don't have- 
time to slow down. I'm the only engineer familiar enough with the attenuation circulator since it got rebuilt. It's basically a hydroponics machine now, not 8-vac. I have to go and... Take a break. No. Kirsty, at Mozon, it isn't working at full capacity, but it's working. And with all due respect, in your current state, you're much more liable to make things worse than better. Damn it. Damn you. I can't stop. I have to... Viku. You're right. Have I ever told you how much I hate how often you're right? Every day. Now sit down and eat. Yes, ma'am. You're doing good work. Important work. But you're not giving the ship or your family enough credit. What? You were ready. The Endure. For the storm. You knew it would happen. Or something like it. We didn't. I mean, how could we? Besides, it knocked half our systems down to a quarter power. Down, but not out. I don't mean you knew it would be a solar storm. Or when it would happen. But you knew something would. You were prepared for a catastrophic change. Of one kind or another. I don't follow. Oh, who made these muffins? They're really good. Yeska. She said that since she's useless for repair work, she could at least make sure everyone ate well. She is a divine creature. She can bake. What did you mean? About being prepared for a catastrophe? Uh, how can I put this? You, the family, are a bunch of paranoid, suspicious bastards. <laughs> what? I say that with the greatest admiration and respect. How long can the Endure fly independently, without needing to resupply? Oh, let me see. About eight months, comfortably. Maybe a year if we ration and had just stocked up on F and F. Why? The longest a Terran ship can go is a month. Belters, maybe six, pushing things. And... How about Atmo and 8-Vac? How are they set up? Just your standard system, nothing special. I mean, plus redundancies and the hydroponic system bypass if both primary and backup go out. Uh, and I guess the biological oxygen synthesis and CO2 scrubbers that use the gardens. Exactly my point. You have backups on top of backups, systems cross-wired to support other systems, and still more systems wired into them. The ship is prepared to shut itself up and lock itself down, to become this almost completely self-contained habitat. And from what I've seen, every one of the family's vessels is that way. If you have to, you can just leave everything behind. Tower and the belt both. The entire soul system. The storm did damage, but nothing that killed anyone. Nothing you can't fix. If that isn't being prepared for a catastrophe, I don't know what is. It's almost like you expect to need to do that. Leave the system. Oh. Right, well, lunch eaten, your job here is done. Now, can I go back to work? That's it? What? You brought me food, I ate it, I am duly grateful. Anything else? About... Does the family... Do you have plans to eventually leave the system? No. Not plans. It's important to us to be independent, self-sufficient. You know that. 
Yes. And? Luna, we don't know what's outside the system, and we don't have plans to find out. But the same preparations that allow our ship's independence from stationary governments are also useful if more extreme forms of independence become necessary. And really, it ought to be we for you, too. Ugh, Kirsty. I know. I said I'd stop bringing it up, but you're here. That means that you're- I said I'd come. I didn't expect you to file paperwork and introduce me to everyone as your- Ugh. Give a person some time to figure out- All hands, station one. All hands, station one. Prepare for a 3.6G maneuver. Cradles and PE gear required. This is a distress response. T minus 15 minutes. All hands, station one. 3.6? For a distress call? Someone out there's in trouble. Come on, we've got 15 to prep. Let's go. Oh, now your work can wait? Someone needs help. Let's go. Chief, got a call for you. Luna and I are just getting in our cradles for the burn, Ensign. It'll have to wait. Besides, I thought comms were down. It's a white line, unaffected by the storm. Figure and expensive. What the hell could be so important? You got me. They talked to the BAOS already. We're delaying the burn till you're done. All right, then. Let's have it. Transferring now. You've got both the forge sorrow into joy and look to the stars and find hope coming your way. Uh, figures it's you making all this ruckus, Yuri. Drama follows you around like a duckling. Just doing my best, Kirsty. I've got Etienne Cal's daughter from the look as well. I don't know if y'all met. Briefly, the all thing before last. I hope you are doing well, Kirsty. As well as can be expected when the solar system's gone completely foobar around us. We're about to start a high G burn to rendezvous with a distress signal. See if we can help. Hopefully this will be quick. Etienne and I are at Arcturus. She was coming in and I was headed out when the shit hit the fan. We're okay, but the station took a bad hit. I saw it on the scopes. The outer hull lit up like a nova when the solar winds started hitting it. Station sends out a call for help, so I turn the forge around and start seeing what we can do. It's real bad. They lost power regulation for their entire main bus. Every system offline at the half of it. They could lose their reactor bootstrap. That's good as a death sentence for everyone inside. Hell. I heard Ceres got it bad, but that's a real kick in the teeth. Yuri has got his crew triaging repairs. My chief engineer is figuring out how to wire both our reactors into the Arcturus power grid. See if we can prop the system back up. She says it's possible, but we're going to need a lot of help. We're on the other side of the system from Arcturus. Can't get there anytime soon. Besides, that's Captain Leon's child's call to make, not mine. Much as I'd love to see you all here, it's not the Endure above all we're looking for. We need the light you carry in your heart. Oh. Damn it. Okay, I get it. Are you sure they're even in range? I made a supply stop with them on my way in. They aren't far. The Light is the only ship in the outer system with enough excess 8-vac capacity to take over for Arcturus. If we plumber into the station, we can take a lot of systems offline for repair instead of trying to limp them along until they inevitably shit the bed. You're going to graft the biggest ship in the family to a dying space station to act as life support? Need I remind you that the Light hasn't docked at an Olkul port since Commodore Grandma was still in command? 
I don't think her transponder has even been on in 20 quints. Her captain is never going to go for this. He's already told us to shove it a few times. That's why we're calling you Victor's Ken. <sighs> Sometimes I wish to hell that old Kooten never married my uncle. What makes you think I can even convince him? Everyone knows how Victor dotes on you. That doesn't mean he listens to me. Kirsty, we wouldn't be asking if it wasn't worth doing. There are half a million people on Arcturus. That's more people than Neptune had. They are not family, but the law says, in the void, those who can help must. Alright, fine. I'll call him, but no guarantees, okay? He may still refuse. Of course. We only ask that you try. Even if Victor brings a light, it's still a risk. Putting a station back on its feet ain't no cakewalk. But what else can we do? I feel you. Okay, let me call him. Thank you, Kirsty. We owe you. I don't keep score, Yuri. Buy me a drink sometime and we're good. Stay safe out there. Ensign, put me through to the light you carry in your heart. White line. Make sure you address it to Captain Victor's Kirstyskin. Yes, ma'am. Getcha! You're a lantern to me in this dark time. Though I suspect you are calling to ask something of me I cannot do. You should go help at Arcturus, Vitya. They need you and the light. I am afraid I cannot do that. The risk to a family heirloom such as this ship is too great. The law we carry with us says that... Do not quote family law to me. Stations have not been considered the void for years. Moreover, this ship has been given a blanket exception to rescue duties outside of the family. The light you carry in your heart is our flagship, the heart of our fleet and family. It is not to be risked by taking it among the Ulko, revealing us to them. Besides, how will they react to having a warship appear in their scopes? How did the people of the Neptune Mining Corp feel when they saw her? Only she was the USS Arlington then, under the command of Amity Archer, who risked her life, her ship, her crew, to save strangers who needed help. She knew when to throw the fear of consequences aside and do what was right. <sighs> you shame me, Ketya. Whatever it takes to get you to do what should be done. Commodore Grandma only had to face a firing squad if things went wrong. I would have to face the anger of the family. If you do what you know is right, no one will blame you. And I'll stand with you, Uncle. Thank you. <laughs> I cannot refuse you. Especially when you are right. Very well. I will have my astrogator plot the course. Good. I better go. We have our own rescue to get to. One moment, Ketya. When this is over, I want you to remember that we have hydroponics here on the light as well. We could use someone to look after them as I know you would. My answer is still no, Vitya. But thanks for offering. We should both go. I hope to see you at the next all thing. Yes. Me too. With solar radiation levels returning to merely high, work continues to assess and repair the damage. 
Reports from the inner worlds remain soberingly dire, and the continued lack of any word from Ceres has many worried about humanity's seat among the belt. But in this dark time, it is helpful to remember that people, those of the inner worlds, outer worlds, and others, are going out of their way to help their neighbors. Stories of ships responding to distress calls continue to flood in. Station populations band together, people lean on one another to survive. And that is a beacon we can look to in these times. You look like shit. Is that any way to talk to your commanding officer? You ain't gonna polish off all my rough edges, old timer. Officially, I'm here as Lieutenant Yuri's daughter to inform the captain that the light you carry in your heart has arrived and will be coming alongside Arcturus to dock. Alright, so informed. And I wondered if you wanted to watch the docking from the observation cupola with me. Figured we could both use the break. What with the days we've been having lately. Lead the way, kid. I caught a peek of the light on the scopes as she was coming in. She's huge. And an old defense cruiser, right? Got it. There was a rumor I heard on Europa about ghost ships. Didn't answer to hails, no transponders, running silent out in the black, but not derelict. I bet some of those were family ships keeping off the radar like the light does. Huh. I heard the same back on Ceres as a kid. Always figured it was just old able bodies making up tales. Could be both. Oh, there she is. Good looking ship, even for being in her 90s. We're supposed to meet up with her for the next all thing. I guess that's probably not happening now. It'll be weeks before we can leave Arcturus without everything falling to shit. Mm, probably. Addie's gonna be disappointed. They wanted me to meet their brother at the all thing. He's the astrogator on the fly high and far. Oh, shit. Do we know how that ship is doing? The fly is out at Titan, way outside the danger zone. Good. Everybody here has ties to other ships. They don't say anything, but they must be worried sick about people who they can't see right now. I'm lucky. Everybody I care about is here where I can keep an eye on them. Wait. There are a couple thousand family ships in total, and you just happen to know the status of the ship Addie's brother's on? I'm staying informed. How many ships did you check up on for the rest of the crew? Didn't exactly keep count. Come to think of it, who's checking up on you, old man? I check up on me. With all this clusterfuck going on, when was the last time you slept? Don't shrug at me. That shrug means too long is what that shrug means. I'm the captain. Things need doing. Yeah, well, the XO can keep the fires lit for a few hours. Now that the light is here, I gotta meet with her captain and- You know my lifting capacity. I can haul your taciturn ass back to the quarters if I need to. Don't make me order you. Don't make me worry about you. You don't do anybody any good, sick, or dead because you pushed yourself too hard. I can't... Just... Don't do that to me, okay? Alright. Lieutenant, tell the executive officer they have command for six... No, eight hours. On the advice of my daughter, I'm going to catch some sleep. But first, come here. I'm not going anywhere. Me either. Well, if I'm going to bed, I'm going to bed. Come on, make sure I don't fall asleep in the corridor on the way, then report to the XO. You got it, Captain. So what do we do now? Can't go back yet. Even if we hitch a ride with an aid ship, we'd just be further straining resources back on Earth. 
So we just stay here and keep doing this? The triple N infrastructure is shot completely to shit. Hell, we've got more at our disposal here and now than anybody inside the belt. For all intents and purposes, we are the network, baby. Well, as long as the expense accounts hold out, we keep going. We're doing good work. I guess that's why we're out here, in the end. We got lucky, but it's a good thing we did. I'm gonna put the word out, pick up some freelancers to help with the load, and we keep reporting the news. You do what you do, and I'll do what I do. Sounds like a plan. He says they're out of after. Then... What's that? He called it a wet banana. What? He said it's just as good. What? Did you want a drink or not? A drink? Not an innuendo. Uh, Why didn't you get me hydrocarbon five? I tried. They're out of that too. Eclipse Walker? Out. Vodka? Any vodka? They're out. So what do they have? A wet banana. This place is shit. Why are we drinking here? We can afford better. We couldn't for long if we kept spending money on better. Besides, this is the only bar on this place. Why are we staying somewhere there's only one bar, then? Oh, I remember. You turned down the last three job opportunities we had. So we're still on the pile of rust and grease that calls itself Raven Station, just waiting for something to come along that meets your exacting standards. The last three job opportunities were crimes. Yeah. And? It's not an exacting standard to want work that isn't criminal. Exactly. Which is why we're still here, drinking. This. Oh, god damn, but it's bad. Gasto, I told you when we agreed to try out working together long term, I wasn't going to become no better than a thief just to turn profit. The Marion's too good a ship. It was flown by too good a man. I won't tarnish that, just because we have a dry spell between jobs. Something will come along. It has every time so far, without turning into a stick-up crew. Besides, I've put away a fair bit. It'll tide us through. How much you got? Enough. We've got... Enough, and still you're letting me drink methanol swill. You're under no obligation to drink at all. They still have plenty of soft drinks. If you didn't require something with alcohol, 
you'd have plenty of options for good Death tasting. Mounts as reports begin to be broadcast from the inner system. This is Felicity Fumero, Nova News Network, Redline U142, reporting from Rogers Station. That is also why we are still on Raven Station. A lot of panic over a solar flare. Worse than that's Daily Fair flying near Saturn, much less running the Kuiper Belt. Inners are almost as soft as ground pounders. Maybe. Maybe not. You don't... You don't think it's actually as serious as they're making out. Could be. Things did go offline. The Marion's comms still aren't working right. Need to let the ion flush finish. Something's always not working right on that bucket. That bucket is buying your drinks. Don't have to be so sensitive about her. You know exactly why I am, Gasto. Alright. Alright. Anyway, I've never heard of no solar storm that could do more than a little harm. Make comms go on the fritz, blink a few lights, maybe glitch your atmo. Not anything near what they're saying happened. Planet-wide blackouts, satellites falling out of the sky. <laughs> Tell me another one. I think there's bound to be some truth. Some truth, sure. A grain. But they're milking this. Wait and see. Gonna be asking for our charitable donations for the poor, widows, and orphans before too long. Why do you think everyone's working in angle? Everyone is working in angle. I'm not. Well, you're a goddamn angel. It's it's what I'd do. What I would have done, you know, when I was working on the wrong side of the law. Can't hold everyone to your morals or lack thereof. You said it yourself. You'd work at angle. Fine. I just think it's a bit convenient that that calm that came out of that platform was so perfect. Told us everything that was going on with all the screaming and crashing. Neat little story, complete with sound effects. Mighty convenient. Well, doesn't matter. We're not in a position to help anyone out, even if we wanted to. We're grounded here till we've given the ship a good once-over. God. A few more days. A few more days drinking these. Come on, ants. Have a drink with me to get the taste out of my mouth. Doesn't even have to be alcohol, just has to be strong. I suppose just one. Before I get back to work. Good man. Go on, get him. I'm having what you're having. Fine. But you're buying dinner. Sure I am, partner. Ten days after what is being called the Centennial Solar Event, communications have finally been re-established with population centers on Mercury, Venus, and surrounding space. 
Among the facilities hardest hit by the storm, the Venusian orbital platforms Odyssey and Epiphany have now resumed Blue Line Com contact. The platform's Red Line emergency broadcasts were among the first communications to come from the inner system in the wake of the event. Their chilling audio providing the relatively untouched outer systems a first-hand glimpse into the disaster. However, even with the terrifying events relayed in that transmission, aid and support has been slow to come from those of the... Aid and support. <laughs> Gotta be working an angle. Turn that damn thing off. Thank you for joining us for our season one finale. This episode, We Interrupt This Program, was written by Lisa Guente, Erica Kaiser, and Scott Paladin. Directed by Lisa Guente and Scott Paladin, and edited by Eric Guente and Scott Paladin. Newton Wigan was voiced by David Lusiter. Felicity Fumero was voiced by Paige Elena. The voice of Yukon was voiced by Jeremiah. Jamila Batori was voiced by Vanessa Haas. Angus Baricello was voiced by A.J. Garcia. Amanda Actenberg was voiced by Olivia Cottle. Lynette Momoka was voiced by Rue Dickey. Ballroom Adderall was voiced by Thomas Fleming. Vale was voiced by Vaughn Mahady. Alwis Elmater was voiced by Emily Booza. Portweight Garmed was voiced by Sean Geddes. Bucks of Bones was voiced by Zach Jaquez. Alexa was voiced by Siobhan. Gabriella Gabs Bishop was voiced by Erica Kaiser. Alex Ace Trelawney was voiced by M. German. Ishana Diaz was voiced by Izzy Trevallion. Gemma Falcano was voiced by Sarah. Velanie Ashgrove was voiced by Alyssa. Luna Beck was voiced by Shannon Roby. Kirsty Victor Skin was voiced by Alice Kira. Yuri Arturo Skin was voiced by Scott Paladin. Etienne Cal's daughter was voiced by Christina McLean. Victor Kirsty Skin was voiced by Vic Collins. Evie Yuri's daughter was voiced by Jeremiah. Ants was voiced by Quill Turner. Gasto was voiced by Corvin Appleby. With additional voice work by Olivia Cottle, James, M. German, Paige Elena, and Scott Palin. Our theme, Blues for the Black, was composed by Michael Frotog with vocals by Jeremiah and lyrics by Scott Paladin. The production team behind BSFF would like to thank every one of our performers, editors, writers, directors, our transcriptionists, our composer and vocalists, and anybody who helped us make this show, even if we're forgetting you right now. We have worked with so many amazing people, and it's been a joy making this season for you. We are already hard at work with even more great people on more episodes, and we'll hope you'll join us in March for the premiere of season two. You can find links to learn more about our cast and crew in the show notes and more information about our show at our website, breathingspace.lawofnames.com. Breathing Space Fading Frontier is a Law of Names production. <laughs>